Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacy McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, the Port of Prince Rupert is a key corridor served exclusively by CN, and today we want to take a look at it in a bit more detail. Can you start us off? Thanks, Stacy. The Port of Prince Rupert is a day or day and a half of sailing time closer to many key Asian ports compared to the Port of Vancouver offering vessel freight rate savings to shippers. And it's also the first stop on the way down the west coast of North America for this reason as well, which is an advantage when it comes to the intermodal business in particular. It's also the deepest water port along the west coast, allowing it to handle some of the largest bulk and container vessels in the world. When it comes to grain handling assets at Prince Rupert, you have Prince Rupert Grain, which we'll cover in greater depth in a second, and Raymont Logistics. Raymont opened its grain transload facility back in the fall of 2017, and is capable of receiving unit trains of grain and stuffing into export containers. What are some of the things that make PRG such an efficient export terminal and an efficient corridor for CN? So Prince Rupert Grain Terminal was built back in the early 1980s by six companies. United Grain Growers, Sask Wheat Pool, Alberta Wheat Pool, Manitoba Pool Elevators, Cargill, and Richardson. It was backed in large part financially by the Alberta government through loans and other guarantees. Today, it's owned by Viterra, Richardson, and Cargill. On paper, PRG has a nameplate capacity of over 7 million metric tons run hard year-round. Highest throughput was recorded in the 2015-16 crop year at 6.2 million tons. Primary commodities handled are wheat, canola, as well as feed barley. Licensed storage capacity is 209,500 metric tons, which makes its effective working capacity more like 175,000. PRG primarily loads Panamax or post-Panamax vessels and can handle up to Suezmex vessels of 145,000 deadweight. Soviet Marshall-class vessels, which were baby cape-sized vessels, called on Prince Rupert back in the day. Today it's full cargoes, typically, meaning only one commodity loaded per vessel, although you might see multiple grades of wheat loaded or blended. David, can you give a few more details about the operational aspects of Prince Rupert Grain Terminal? So first, there's a ton of rail yard capacity up there. The yard serving Prince Rupert Grain has a capacity of 600 cars, which is huge. Remember, most Vancouver terminals have a series of ladder tracks that adds complexity and inefficient to switching operations. Certain export terminals in Vancouver cannot even receive a unit train in a single placement. CN has run 200-plus car grain trains up to Prince Rupert, and having the yard space to do it is part of the story here. It's also a spot that's a great fit for customers running private unit trains because those sets can be kept together much more easily as discrete sets compared to other export terminals. Next is rail car unload capacity. With the rail car indexer project that PRG completed last summer, up to 220 cars per day can be unloaded basis two shifts. And PRG can load fast. Three tower-mounted ship loaders and eight shipping bins of 750 tons apiece. Average production or loading efficiency varies by commodity, of course, but PRG can average up to 3,800 tons per hour loaded on wheat and more like 3,200 tons per hour loaded on canola. When you get a break in the weather in Prince Rupert, you can make up a lot of time. And remember, Prince Rupert is one of the rainiest spots in all of Canada. Now that there are some capacity-enhancing national trade corridor projects on the books for the Port of Prince Rupert as well, can you talk about those for a bit? Sure. First, I'd mention as well that CN's going to be adding another three miles of double track and a new siding this year between Prince Rupert and Taverna, which is where the CN route forks between Vancouver and Prince Rupert. That's on the top of the sidings that were added and extended in 2018 between Prince Rupert and Jasper. The biggest of the three projects that the NTCF will fund in part is the Fairview-Ridley Island Connector. 
This route will provide a 5-kilometer private haul road between Fairview Container Terminal and Ridley Island and will include two new rail sidings as well. The private road will allow container trucks to move more efficiently and support future infrastructure growth. The route will reduce truck length of haul from 20 kilometers to just 5, and truck traffic will no longer have to transit downtown Prince Rupert. The second project is the $3.2 million towards the engineering and design of the upgrade of the single track Zanardi Bridge, which is CN's main point of entry and exit to the port. Finally, $3.7 million will go towards engineering and design for future expansion of the port's railroad utility corridor that will support access to any future terminals on Ridley Island. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.